0: Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy.
1: Welcome to Retire 360 with your host, Dwight Mijan. Dwight is a licensed fiduciary and financial advisor who always places your needs first. Dwight works hard each day to educate Americans like you on how to reach the financial freedom they've worked so hard for, and he can help you too. So now, let's start the show. Here's Dwight Mejan.
0: Hey, folks, welcome back. Uh, it's that time again. I uh, want to welcome you to the 360 Capital Management uh, radio program. Well, this is 360 Radio, and we are glad that you're taking some time again from your day to tune in uh, with us. Alongside me here, I'm your host, by the way, Dwight Mejan. Uh, next to me is Mitchell Kaiser, uh, the honor of working with my son in law, and also Sam Davis, our executive producer. Uh, we're glad that you're taking some time again on your weekend to listen to us. But we've got some great stuff here today to go over and to talk about. Uh, before we jump into that, I'm going to get straight to the heart of this. But uh, before I do that, Mitchell, You doing all right today? Another great week. Yeah,
2: I'm doing well over here. It is uh, still annual enrollment season. So uh, for our listeners that have been tuning in for some time, know that I'm a registered investment advisor as well uh, with Dwight, but I handle our clients' uh, Medicare planning. So what that means is that I get uh, hundreds and hundreds of phone calls this time of year for everybody trying to update their drug plans, Advantage plans, all that jazz. But needless to say to our listeners, uh, if you guys need a review of that, or if you're wondering um, what it even is or what some of the benefits may be, if there's something that we haven't touched on on this show, we encourage you to give us a call uh, at 910-235-0812. I'd be happy to answer any questions, uh, run anything that you guys uh, might be uh, wondering But uh, anyhow, so that's kept me plenty busy. How are you doing, Sam? Doing well, guys. Excited to be back on the air producing the 50th episode of Retire360. So by the end of today, we're going to have over 50 hours of retirement information for all the listeners out there. So if you want to catch up on any of the past conversations we've had, whether it be about Medicare or taxes or planning for income in retirement. You can just go to the podcast feed, wherever you listen to podcasts, Retire360, and you can have a masterclass of retirement information right there for you.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, we appreciate uh, Sam. It's great that we can uh, connect from a distance, so to speak. Sam's uh, many of you know, is uh, in Atlanta area, and we just love the fact that we could put this show together uh, you know, with him there and us uh, here in North Carolina, but uh, he's been a great resource for us, and we're just glad, folks, that you're here and that you're tuning in. Well, I want to jump in before we get into some of uh, what we're going to talk about today. Um, I have a special announcement to make, and it comes a, a little bit bittersweet, but uh, I think sweet nonetheless. Uh, we have made a strategic decision here at 360 Capital Management. Many of you tune in to different ways that we educate you, our audience, and our listeners. Uh, some of you tune in to our podcast. Some of you go to our YouTube channel. Um, some of you can't get this when it's uh, playing in your area, so you'll go to one of those places. We are going to continue to be the consummate educators that we are, and we are a fiduciary firm, uh, but we've made an important decision, we believe, uh, to move more towards the podcast area. So for those of you who are listening, uh, particularly here in the Moore County area, this is going to be uh, a pause button for us for the time being uh, with radio. We are going to still deliver the same content to you, uh, our listening audience. Uh, we've had the great privilege and the great pleasure this year of meeting many of our listeners at our live events. And that is where we have just uh, decided uh, strategically to continue to to meet with folks. Uh, and we're going to do that. We're going to continue to expand our YouTube channel. Uh, but as far as radio goes, uh, we'd love to hear from you uh, on this, but uh, we're going to hit the pause button there. So, Uh, You might find us back at some point next year. Uh, We've been uh, very busy here in our office. In fact, we've been so busy, we're adding some more staff on a full-time basis. So part of that strategic decision as well is we're going to take some of the time on the holidays to uh, train some uh, new team members uh, with our team and make sure they understand our core mission, our core values, and uh, we want to continue to deliver not just uh, on on telling you what those values are, but we want to live those values. And that's the commitment uh, that I have as the founder of 360 Capital Management. I know I'm supported in that uh, with Mitchell and as well, uh, Sam as well. Uh, We're going to continue to work with him and his team uh, and the team behind the scenes to bring you the content and the information that all of you need to simply help you win with your money. You know, one of our, our mission, if you haven't been to our website, Is to help you, the listening audience, to responsibly grow and protect uh, both you and our clients' wealth uh, through innovative leadership, coaching, and teaching. And at the heart, folks, of whoever you work with, uh, to guide you and steer you in that retirement plan, we believe the most important thing is the heart of a teacher uh, that you work with. So we'll talk a little bit more about core values because we want to kind of start today's show on some things that we've learned. From radio and from you, our listening audience, through feedback that we've received, both in terms of email, both in terms of people who've called into the show, people who we've met with in person uh, who listen to this show, people who've uh, listened and we've done Zoom calls with you, uh, we kind of put together some things that came to our mind that we want to share back with you, the listener. And I really want to thank you, the listeners, because uh, believe it or not, ha- having done this for over 30 years now... My uh, clients have really been the people who taught me the most. I know that sounds maybe crazy to some of you having you know a degree in finance from Purdue University. that goes back a little ways, but um, I love the fact that I learn every day in this business. Uh, and I'm not ashamed to say that. I think it was uh, John Wooden, uh, the famous coach at uh, UCLA. He said, it's what you learn after you know it all that counts. And we certainly, Uh, We know a lot about what we do in in guiding and steering our clients, but we learn every day. And sometimes we learn through the mistakes of people who have advisors somewhere else that come into this office. And um, we have to help sometimes clean that up. And we learn in that process. Uh, And sometimes we learn, and I prefer to learn this way, through the good decisions that people make. But at the end of the day, folks, that's one of the kind of the heartbeats. Uh, If you want to beat to my drum here a little bit it's the choices that we all make that ultimately get us to the destination we want to go to. I tell my kids this all the time. I don't know who said this, but, um, there's a choice you make and everything you do. So keep in mind that in the end, the choice you make makes you, and you can apply that to every single area of your life. You can apply it to your finances. You can apply it to the relationships you have. Um, many of you have heard me talk about my family, um, very much a family man. It's very, very important to me. My faith is very important to me. Uh, but I had a grandma, um, my mom's mom, and she used to tell me as a young kid, I remember this at the table when she was peeling potatoes, um, making potatoes for dinner. And I would sit around that table from my grandma and she would say to me, she'd say, Dwight, the only difference between who you are today and who you're going to become five years from now is the books you read and the people you hang around. And I still remember that. I'm sure she'd, You know, I didn't. I don't know if that's her saying. I don't even know. I haven't even looked that up. So, Sam probably can look that up and tell me who said it. If it wasn't, if it was her, I I consider her to be a very wise woman. But um, anyway, our that was our mission. Okay, and our vision. And I'm very big on this. Um, Some of you who have listened to the show for a while know that I went through a personal journey early in life uh, because I struggled making some decisions in my life, um, just in different areas. Um, They weren't major areas, but I got to working with somebody who was a psychotherapist who was in executive coaching. And in a previous role that I was um, a manager for a, a large insurance company of one of their branch offices, I got to work uh, privately one on one with this person who was in executive coaching, but they had a psychotherapy background. I worked with this person about every three weeks for a year and a half. And one of the, there were so many great things that came out of that. One of them was, I learned how to put together a mission, a vision, and a core values. And it's crazy, you know. We go to these higher learning institutions in college, and I don't remember anybody teaching me the art of decision making. And decision making, I think, is a little bit of science. It's a little bit of art. Um, but we learn, you know. We learn from good decisions, as I talked about earlier, that I've seen, you know, other people make, uh, made some myself, made some bad decisions. But the key is, what do we learn? From both of those situations and uh, that's going to kind of catapult us into what we're going to talk about here for just a few minutes before we hop into the main topic today of really what was the main area that we looked back on in 2023 that our clients um, benefited the most and our listeners what, where did they come to us for the most advice and what did we see out there so that's kind of what today's episode is about as well but our vision here at 360 Capital Management our vision is to become our clients. Our, our, our first priority is always to our clients. Um, I always say that. We love to get information and give back, which is why we do this program and why we're going to continue to put out great content in podcast material and some other um, outlets. But our, our clients are um, our most valuable asset by helping them create a wealth, a wealth management um, you know, plan that offers comprehensive solutions that instills bold confidence in any economic environment, and uh, I think with the volatility that we've seen, I think that's something that, uh, if we're all honest, that confidence uh, is what we all want to have, particularly when it comes to our finances, because if you're retired and you listen to this show, you don't have time to go back and go to work, and you don't really want to go back to work, most of you, uh, if you lose a lot of money, so that is our vision. We want to instill boldness. We want to instill confidence, in any economic environment. And uh, hopefully this show has helped some of you who are not clients of ours to gain a little bit more confidence. I'm just gonna encourage you, if this show, uh, if you've learned things from it, we want your feedback. Uh, We've made some decisions as I just talked about looking at 2024 and looking ahead, but we're not immune from uh, changing course, okay? I'll just put it that way. So if you've benefited from this show and you've never called in or you've never communicated to us, uh, I'm going to let Mitchell do it here a minute. Uh, Mitchell, why don't you give our listeners here in Moore County, give them our radio, give them the, um, email address where they can go to and they can contact us and say, Hey, I have appreciated this aspect of your show or this, or, you know, keep me informed of what you're doing. Uh, and we want to, we want to particularly let those listeners know, uh, you know, where they can find us. We're telling you where you can find us. We have a YouTube channel. You can continue to download us on podcast, but Mitchell, give them some other places they can call and reach out to us here.
2: Sure. So we have a website specifically for our radio show, which is retire360show.com. Uh, we also, you could reach us at our phone number. Our office line is 910-235-0812. Um, our main website, which is not, uh, it's a little bit different from the radio, uh, website in the sense that it's not just radio focused but uh, our company's website for 360 Capital Management is 360-C as in capital, M as in management.org. So you guys could check us out there if you wanted to read about our values, who we are, our bios, all that good stuff. Um, I would actually, uh, and you haven't talked a whole lot about this yet, but I would encourage our listeners to check out our YouTube. uh, Look look up the Retire 360 show. Uh, You could find that on podcasts. You can find it on Spotify Um, and you can also go onto Facebook. And if you just look up 360 Capital Management, we've got a ton of uh, feeds on uh, Facebook and Instagram. We have a really great uh, social media and contents team that puts out tons of content every week. So if you guys uh, like the facts that we're giving out to you and you want to stay current with the things that Uh, our research finds, the best place to see that most regularly is going to be uh, through our Facebook and through our Instagram. So I'd encourage you guys to check that out. Uh, What you want to look up is just 360 Capital Management. If you want to put that into your uh, Facebook or Instagram browser, we've got a ton of great stuff. And again, if you guys have any questions, uh, you can inquire on our website. There's a little spot to do that. Uh, Or just call us. Uh, We're not... Or I should say the people that answer our phone, they're pretty nice and they uh, may be able to answer your question or maybe it's something that we'll be able to get back to you. So uh, don't be a stranger. Yep. Appreciate you sharing that with everybody, Mitchell. Um, We're going to do this
0: here right now. We're going to, Mitchell and I came up with, I think, about seven uh, things that we've taken from our listeners uh, and and some of our clients who, of course, listen to this show. And uh, we just want to reflect on a few of those things uh, just for a few minutes. And then we'll take a break and hop into the, the, the topic that really resonated the most with listeners for 2023. But um, the first thing that we kind of immediately went to is that our audience, number one, uh, is, has been hungry for knowledge. Uh, we've seen that time and time again from the you know, not just people who call in from the show, but we see an enormous um, increase in the attendance in our live events. And that's one of the things we're going to continue to do is is go live. I think people resonate. You know, I I think it's hard sometimes for the radio audience to to grasp this because you're you know you're in the car, you're driving certain places. You'd like to tune in, and if you're like me, you know you, you listen to something, you have all intention of going back and finish it, and this life gets in the way of things. Okay, but when you come to one of the live events, you have that focus for about an hour, and it's visual. Uh, there's question sessions that we try to do to, to answer topics when we go through PowerPoint slides. So there's just a little bit more engagement uh, than the radio, but we have definitely found um, people are more hungry and they're they're hungry for some specific topics. So we're going to continue to touch on those. Am I
2: missing yeah, anything I would, there, Mitchell? We'll yeah, start. I would just add to that and say that um, of all of our, and I'm not knocking on some of our uh, other uh, viewers or listeners or attendees, but I will say the uh, our radio show listeners tend to be the most inquisitive. Um, I know even, uh, as, as funny as that sounds, because we, we do a lot of presentations at local uh, community colleges and universities, and they do ask questions, but not to the extent that our radio uh, listeners do. Whenever somebody comes in, I will say they usually have a very thorough notebook and a very specific task in mind of what they'd like to accomplish. So I would... Uh, Anybody that's come to our office from off the radio, uh, I do just give you a pat on give yourself a pat on the back because uh, I will say people are asking the right questions. Just go. Yep. yeah, no, it's good. It's very good,
0: Mitchell. So the the second thing that we came across are the seven that we've learned from you, the listening audience, is a lot of folks. And i would be very delicate. I don't want to put um, anybody down in this, but from people who have we've met with directly from the radio show who want that second opinion on their portfolio, the direction they're going. We do these x-rays of people's portfolios that we talk about a lot on this show and a lot of people come to us with you know some portfolios that have been beat down pretty good particularly with uh, what happened in 2022. and there are some great advisors out there at other firms. We know that we see that. Um, I know many here in the areas that we work uh, have friendships uh, you know with many of these folks. But I will tell you this: not, There's degrees of fiduciary, and I'll give you an example of this. You know, last year uh, we talked about this a lot on the show. This year we talked about bonds, and we talked about how the bond market, you know, was the worst um, in the history of the bond market last year in 2022. And yet, we saw people this year who came to us whose bond portfolios never had any change or any discussion more importantly, because we would ask this question to people in the meetings that you had prior to 2022 or in the beginning of 2022, did your advisor have any specific discussion with you about the quantity of bonds and alternative investments for those bonds? And I don't want to go into the whole solutions. That's not what this program's about today, but I'm going to give you one example. When we knew, and most advisors hopefully knew this, The feds, most of you know this, the feds were advertising uh, late into 2021, what was going to happen in 22 to interest rates. Their goal was to bump that quarter point, you know, federal funds rate up to 3%. So they had 11 increases in 2022. So holding, particularly holding long-term bonds in your portfolio with the advertisement by the feds that we're going to raise rates to not at least have a discussion with their client about what was going to happen, I think borders on breach of the fiduciary responsibility. That's all I'm going to say, because there were alternative places that people could have gone, and I know hindsight's 2020, but there were instruments that people went to, many that we talked with our clients about who were in bonds or heavy in bonds, particularly long-term bonds, okay? Those long-term bonds, folks, are affected by more so by rising interest rates. The short-term bonds, the term to maturity is, is very low on those, right? The short-term, those, those didn't get impacted as much, but those long-term bond portfolios, oh, got, those got clobbered. That's what happened with Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, that's why we saw you know, them uh, fold and get bailed out earlier this year. So again, we don't want to focus on that right there, but folks, um, make sure if you have doubts about whether you're getting fiduciary advice within your portfolio, I'm just going to encourage you, you know, pick up the phone, give us a call 910-235-0812. We'll give you the x-ray. We'll give you the analysis. We will send you out of here, not even asking for your business when you come in. That's up to you. If you see value, that's what I find folks. Most people, when they see value, they'll know it and they'll see a light bulb clicks. I can see it in people's heads. I've done this 30 years when the light goes on, if there's something significant that they feel you know, wasn't properly disclosed to them or they didn't have a discussion in that area, um, you folks are pretty smart that listen to radio like Mitchell just said. You're a different audience, but we are more than happy to run that second opinion uh, for you. Uh, we're happy to do that. But uh, Mitchell, do you have anything else? Otherwise, you can go to number three here for our listeners, what we found.
2: Yeah, well, I'll just kind of tie that into uh, number three. So just people's unawareness of the fees that they have. So uh, what are fees? Because I'll say probably seven or eight out of 10 people that come in here don't know what they're paying in one, an advisory fee or what other expenses are within their portfolio. So number one, you should know what your advisory fee is. You should know that annually. Is it going up? Is it going down? Uh, You should also know what the brokerage fee is. Most broker dealers or advisory firms are also charging an additional fee. So you have your advisory fee, you have a brokerage fee. So what are those two fees? And then what are the expense charges within your portfolio? So if you guys have uh, mutual funds within uh, your portfolio, which most people do, you need to know uh, what exactly it's costing you to hold those positions. Uh, for example, I know if the average expense charge in a mutual fund portfolio could be uh, 0. 0.5, so that's 0.5% that you're paying to uh, the mutual fund manager. So an example to give you an idea of what that all looks like, so you could be paying 0.5% to, uh, to the mutual fund holders, you could be paying 0. 05 to the broker-dealer, and you could be paying anywhere between 1% and 2% to an advisor. So just on an actively managed portfolio, you could be paying upwards of 2% or potentially greater. Uh, a lot of times those fees can be, quote, hidden uh, within the portfolio. Uh, sometimes an advisor may just say, well, your fee is 1% or it's 1.5% 1, 1. or whatever it may be. But a lot of times those extra fees are kind of embedded within the uh, portfolio somehow. A lot of times it's most commonly in uh, mutual funds. Mm-hmm. Um, I w- I will say... Another area that we see um, high fees that people have absolutely no idea is certain annuities. Uh, We are not uh, against annuities. We like annuities for a portion of somebody's portfolio. However, I will say they're not for everybody, uh, that all being said. But there are some bad annuities, and there are annuities with extremely high fees. Um, We had a client come in, I'll just give an example, uh, with an annuity that they uh, said they could take income on off the annuity, and we asked what they were paying for that ability to activate a pension, and they didn't think they were paying a fee for it, when in fact, they were paying 1.5% a year in fees. They had M&E fees, which is management and expense fees, uh, off the top of that of another 1.5%. Uh, They had an advisory fee of 1%. They were paying over 4% in fees off that uh, variable annuity. Folks, fees are important. That can take your gain and just completely destroy it. So uh, I think that alone is a reason to, and I'm not saying you guys have to do this with us, but to just have your portfolio x-rayed to see what uh, the expense ratio is within your portfolio, to see what it is that the broker dealer is charging you is it per uh, trade? Is it per year? Uh, you need to understand what fees are going out because if you looked at that over the course of, say, 5, 10, 20 years, uh, that could just, again, take your gain and just completely change it. And uh, our goal is to help you as the client uh, keep as much of that gain as possible and uh, not be giving away what you don't have to.
0: Well, we say it, Mitchell, all the time, too. Um it's and you've been pretty much saying this, it's not at the end of the day how much you earn, it's how much you keep. And what you lose things to is taxes is a big one, and another one is the fees and expenses. Mitchell, you just shared with the listeners, so appreciate you uh, covering that so well there. Uh, The fourth area is taxes. Just mentioned that's another thing. Um, Most people, what we've learned and have seen this a lot over the years is that most people don't have a tax plan with regard to their portfolio. Just some questions I challenge all of you who are, you know, in the sound of my voice to answer yourself is, which buckets are you going to harvest first when you retire? What's the order in which you're going to do that? And what's the blending of those buckets? When are you going to withdraw the tax-deferred versus the taxable? Do you know what that's going to look like under current? And I mean current tax rates, because there's a lot of things coming in 2025 there's some sunsetting going down with certain taxes. You know, the estate tax. There's a lot of unknowns yet, but I think most of our listeners do agree that taxes are going up. But at the end of the day, folks, it's not what you earn in your portfolio. And and with that, I would also say a lot of people think they're earning more with their portfolio over a you know a five year or a ten year period than what they're actually earning. Um, kind of a little thing I. I I play with people as I ask them that. What do you think this exact portfolio? And I know the portfolio may not be the same when we run the analysis. They could have had a completely different portfolio 10 years ago, or at least components of it are probably a little bit different. But for those who are particularly more of a buy and hold type strategy with the core of their portfolio, I just asked somebody yesterday, what do you think this portfolio has done in the last 10 years? And this person did very little changes to the portfolio. And then they guessed to me, uh, was something like nine and a half or ten percent. They said, I think it was in the high nines. I thought it was in the nine percent range. And that particular portfolio had only averaged four point eight percent. And their risk basically said they could have repositioned their portfolio more to go after that nine and, and a half plus percent. But either they didn't have you know the advisory products you know that or their advisor was steering them towards, could have been lack of understanding or knowledge of what the client's goals were or lack of understanding of you know how to construct a portfolio. I hope not, but that could have been part of it. We don't know. We don't know the reasons for that. But um, very important, folks, that you look at taxes, and especially if you're retired and you have this bucket of money, um, don't just think you've arrived in retirement and you've got this big nest egg. Because I'm telling you, and you've heard me if you've been a listener of this show for a period of time the IRS is coming after our portfolios. They have to because of Medicare and Social Security and other things going around, you know, printing money like it's going out of style, but they have to come after money. It's the only thing they can do to support some of these programs that we continue to have to support for people who want Medicare and want their Social Security benefits. So that's all I'm going to say about taxes. We're going to try to get to a few things with taxes before we close out the show. But Mitchell, if you want to add something, otherwise go to the next one here and we'll get into the meat here.
2: Yeah, I'll just carry on uh, to the next one. Uh, I would say something that I've learned is uh, people not understanding the difference between a broker-dealer and a registered investment advisory firm, uh, because both can be uh, financial advisors. Uh, an example of a broker-dealer would be your um, your Edward Jones, your Merrill Lynch, Wells Fargo, uh, big houses like that where they deal with Edward Jones funds or uh, Wells Fargo funds, funds all within that asset uh, manager. So they hold them and they manage them. We work on behalf of the client in the sense that we can use certain funds that a broker dealer could use, but we could also go outside of uh, those asset classes and get something from an outside source. So an example uh, we could take a client's objective and still purchase you know, the Vanguard funds, the BlackRock funds, uh, the structured notes, whatever it would be, however somebody wanted to construct a portfolio. But uh, we have clients that want to abide closely to Christian values, and it was important for them to be in Timothy funds. Uh, we have clients that are very uh, green-oriented, and they wanted to be an all-clean energy and all clean uh, nature stock. So we can kind of go out on the market and find those types of products and put it into their portfolio. So there's a part of their uh, values that we can also put into something. So we're not limited to a scope of one specific type of fund. Uh, We can kind of go out on the open market and purchase something and put it into uh, a client's portfolio. I'm not going to say that we're uh, better. I would let that up to a client to uh, decide that on their own, but I will say that we are uh, we have more ability to go out and uh, purchase something, versus uh, a broker dealer. Part of what you're talking
0: about here, and I'll just lump this in, is we're kind of on the fifth thing that we've learned from you, our listening audience this year. Um, is I would put this kind of under the category of you know a lot of people lack a sense or direction of a comprehensive financial plan. They've got You know, some of people understand a little bit of the taxes, but that's more of a kind of a rearview mirror. They kind of look at that as what happened, rather than the offensive strategy is looking forward on the tax return. So I think you got to, in today's day and age, I think you have to look forward with taxes. Uh, We talk a lot at our firm about visibility. Very important that you have visibility in the tax structure of harvesting money out of that portfolio. Um, So having that comprehensive plan. It's not just you know your insurance that fits into the overall comprehensive plan and I think some people Mitchell and I were talking about this today before the show a lot of people just view these as isolated silos and they don't really see or plan the big picture of how does their money, their insurance the taxation how does that fit overall in a comprehensive plan you know do I do Roth conversions? why should I do them why should I consider them how much do I do you know these are things that all, um, need to be looked at, especially if you have different buckets of money. You got the taxable, the tax-free, and the tax-deferred. You got to understand how that all fits together. So um, just be aware of that on the on the comprehensive plan. Why don't we do this real quick, folks? We're going to take a quick break and we'll finish out the last two, and then we'll, uh, we'll jump into a couple other things we wanted to talk about today. So we'll be right back.
1: At 360 Capital Management, we know you've worked hard to earn your money and you've worked even harder to save it. When it comes to wealth management and planning for retirement, Dwight Mejan is passionate about helping people protect and grow their wealth. Visit retire360show.com to schedule your free consultation today. It's a $1,500 value provided at no cost to you. Book yours now at retire360show.com.
0: All right. Hey folks, we're back here at the Retire 360 show. And this is brought to you by 360 Capital Management right here out of Southern Pines. I'm your host, Dwight Bijan. Alongside me, Mitchell Kaiser, my son-in-law and Sam Davis, our executive producer. It's an honor that you spend a part of your day with us. Uh, We don't take that lightly and hopefully you're going to hear some stuff here in the next few minutes. that's going to help you win with your money. Always our goal here. So we've been talking about here, if you just tuned in, the seven Things that we came up with that you, our listening audience, um, what well, we've learned from doing this show in 2023. And if you didn't tune in here earlier, we're making a slight adjustment in that this radio program, the content of it anyway, is going to be shifting to YouTube, to podcast material, to our live events. Um, would love to hear from you if you're finding the radio to be helpful like many people are. But if you haven't contacted us, do reach out to us uh, on 910-235-0812, or you can go to retire360show.com and give us some feedback there. But uh, we're glad that you're tuning in and we look forward to continuing to bring you information that's going to help you win with your retirement assets, with your tax planning, with your insurance, um, and everything that we discuss on this show about your money. So we're talking here at number six, the sixth thing we've learned, uh, we put this together here in the last day or so. We found this year a lot of people not understanding the balance between smart risk and smart safe money. What is smart risk money? That is money that you allocate to a well-diversified portfolio across many different asset classes. And that amount of money that you're putting in the market matches your tolerance for risk. Uh, we do that through, you know, basically giving people a questionnaire and and helping them understand what their risk really is, um, and then measuring that against their current portfolio and seeing is there an imbalance there between how they're invested and their tolerance for risk. And what we have found uh, is that most people, uh, and Mitchell, you could say something on this as well. I'm sure you've seen this a lot this year. Most people are tilted too heavy on the risk component of their portfolio. And they learn, unfortunately, they learned the hard way in 2022. Many people found that out that, well, I was a little bit more aggressive than I should have been. And the unfortunate thing that people have discovered with that is we've had a pretty good bull run for the last decade or so. We had a few little glitches, 2018, 2015. There were some things with China going on, uh, COVID, but it was a V-shaped recovery. It, it rebounded as quick as it dropped. So, people really didn't remember the effects of the portfolio being down. But many of you listeners now have still not risen back to your portfolio where it was around the end of 2021. And the only thing you have to evaluate on that is was I a little bit too aggressive? And it may be time now for you to consider rebalancing some of that portfolio into some less risk, particularly if you're one that's gotten back to where your portfolio was, or maybe if you're fortunate ahead of where it was you know, before the market tumbled in 2022. So smart safe money is that money that is protected from risk completely, where you didn't have any risk if the market went down. Those were assets that you held by the nature of what they do were completely protectable, uh, principle protected. So Mitchell, do you want to add anything to what I'm saying there on smart risk versus smart safe money or Sam, I, he can jive.
2: Yeah, no, no, I would just... I would just add that uh, a lot of times we'll meet with people that we'll ask them, you know, are you a moderate? Are you a conservative, uh, aggressive? Where they fall on that scale. And uh, I would say most people that are retired or that are pushing retirement say that they are moderate to conservative. Mm -hmm. And then we take a look at their portfolio and they are definitely moderate towards aggressive. And that may not seem like a big deal, but like you just said, uh, if there was another big dip, uh, somebody would be facing a major lifestyle change because uh, their their portfolio would not be able to withstand their current lifestyle with a huge dip in the portfolio based off of how they're uh, invested. So uh, we've talked before on the show how as you continue to age, that your risk tolerance needs to continuously be adjusted uh, probably about every maybe 10 years or so. After you're over the age of 50, probably every 10 years, I would say you need to be looking at your portfolio, but uh, I would just say that I noticed that the most on that topic. Mm -hmm. Well, absolutely. Well, the seventh
0: thing we've learned from you, our listening audience this year is many people struggle with decision-making around their finances. Um, And I believe there's, I have part of the reason for that is a lot of people don't have decision-making tied to core values. And I could go off on this. I started at the beginning of the show. I want to get sidetracked here, but I'm going a little philosophical here. Very important, folks, that you understand your core values as it relates to, particularly since we're talking about money on this show, your, your money, the resources that you've been entrusted with. There's great responsibility with that. I think Michael Jordan said the price of greatness is responsibility. We believe that here with people who have been afflicted with affluence, and you have a lot of money. Uh, it's all relative, right? Uh, what's a lot to some may not be a lot to other, but um, we all have a responsibility with our resources. Um, but core values, I would just encourage every one of you with our listeners. I know people who have, you know, wanted to do things different in their portfolio, or they look at something and they say, you know, that seems too good to be true, or they're not maybe saying what they're thinking, um, and they just stay put in situations. And I've seen this clearly. I mean, we don't win. Everybody that comes in, that's not the goal of this show is to win everybody as a client who comes in. Our job is to empower you, the listener, to win with your own money. And if we can add value to that, that's our way of giving back to those in the community here uh, where we serve and where we earn a living. Okay. We don't do this for free in terms of the clients that we have. You know, we all make a living doing something, but it's really important, folks, that I've seen people who I believe are a great fit. For the plan that we lay out for them, and I can just see it—they struggle either with departing with the advisor that they have, and that's okay. Relationships matter, but a relationship shouldn't matter more than the direction of where you're heading with your finances. And I say that in all sincerity. If there's, um, you know, if there's a direction that you've been shown, if, even if it's not by us, and you, somebody has shown you that, and you've struggled with the decision making and you want to pull the trigger and you find out down the road, you're just kind of in the same spot you were a year ago, and you do believe changes are in order, I'm going to just encourage you, drop the finances, drop the discussions around different comparisons with your portfolio. Get really, really, really clear on what your core values are. It's on our website. Uh, Roy Disney said, it's not hard to make decisions once you know what your values are. And I will tell you that values clarity, I see that with people who are very, very successful. Now, these aren't people that haven't made, haven't not made uh, any mistakes with their money. I find them to have actually made more mistakes with money. It's not because they necessarily made more money than the average person. What I find with successful people, and this is three decades of helping people win with their money, I will tell you that people who can anchor decision-making to core values, and now I'm going away from finances, in any area of their life where they make decisions, If you can anchor that, folks, to a set of core values, you will be successful. I'm not saying you won't make mistakes, but you will be successful. So get clear on what the values are. And you can look more at the definition on our website. You can go to 360, um, our website. And I tell you right now, our core values are integrity, honesty, personal responsibility, high-quality relationships, openness, and personal and professional growth. I expand on those uh, under each heading. I encourage you to go there. But when I struggle with making a decision or I got a big decision, I look at those core values. That helps me make my own decisions. And with that, we want to jump in right here to what has been the hottest topic from you, the listener, this year, and it has to do with taxes. And I'm just going to run you through um, the, the taxes, and Mitchell's going to chime in here as well. We have five pillars of wealth here at 360 Capital Management, okay? And we look at all of these pillars, um, essentially with every client, every meeting that we're in, um, we, we look at this with each and every client. These are the five pillars of building and maintaining wealth. First one is allocation and your investment plan. The second one is your income plan. The third one is your tax plan. The fourth one is your healthcare and long-term care plan. And the fifth one is your estate and legacy plan. So, I ask you this question. Those of you who have advice, if you're not self directing your own investments and you have an advisor, or if you're self directing, does that person who advises you incorporate and look at that and have discussions when you meet around all five of those topics? I'll say it again investment plan, income plan, tax plan, health care plan, and long term care plan, and your estate legacy plan. They're all intertwined. I can't, while there's separate planning in each of those areas, we view those as one financial plan, and that's the area that we at 360 Capital Management, this is in our wheelhouse, this is what we specialize in with our clients. So with that, Mitchell, why don't you take our listeners through um, tax rates in the past and just tell people real quick on this, this is a slide that we cover at our live events. If you have not been to one of those live events, um, stay tuned, get to our website, we'll post dates when those are coming up in the future. Uh, looks into our podcast. But Mitchell, cover kind of historical tax rates for our listeners.
2: Yeah. So just real brief, if you go back to World War I, that was back in uh, the 1920s, tax rates were as high as the mid-70s. Uh, World War II, uh, they got even as high into the uh, upper 90s, which uh, we may touch on that just briefly here in a little bit. Uh, they did dip back down of uh, a little bit around the Revenue Act of 1964. Uh, There again, uh, down to the Tax Reform Act of 1986, uh, which I think they dropped as low as about 30%. Uh, But all that to say that we are probably about one of the lowest times in history for our uh, tax rates and the highest tax rates. Um, I think it was back between 1960 and 1963, uh, who was the president during that time, Dwight? That would be Kennedy. So Kennedy, he uh, during his uh, reign and presidency, the tax rates were between twenty six and eighty seven percent. So, an example: if you guys are working and you're in some higher income earning years, let's just say you're at the twenty four percent bracket. Uh, if you were living during uh, his time back in nineteen sixty. Ah, uh, your tax rate could have been between fifty-six and sixty-nine percent. So again, transferable today of twenty-four percent would have been more like fifty-six to sixty-nine percent, uh, according to uh, cbo.gov. This there's a illustration we like to show people of what uh, future tax rates could be if they did a three tax bracket tier, the lowest being twenty-five percent, the middle bracket being sixty-three percent and the top bracket being 88%. Uh, again, that 88% is probably the higher income earners that are you know, well over $350,000, $400,000. Uh, that sounds outrageous, but again, uh, back to the 1960 to 1963 era, uh, tax rates were as high as 87, so you don't have to go back that far for taxes to be um, that high. So again, I'm going to go back to uh, Dwight's point of what the importance is of having a tax plan because if you don't plan for taxes and you're planning to live in your retirement years between 10 and 20 percent, well, let me just throw the what if out there. What if taxes jump back to 30, 40, 50 percent? That's going to probably take your lifestyle and decrease the amount of income that you're planning to take by about half. So uh, just some pretty serious things to think about uh, with not that far back with tax rates to uh, what could be in the future.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of unknowns, but I think everybody agrees, especially when we ask this at our live events and we get to see a show of hands. Most people believe tax rates are going up and uh, we're of that belief here as well. So developing a tax plan within your portfolio, very, very important folks, because if you're in a bracket today, where let's just say you're one that gets caught up in a double digit and a significantly change uh, of a higher double-digit uh, tax structure than you're in right now, um, you're going to have some regrets of saying, boy, I wish I would have known this. Well, if you're a listener of this show, you know you can't blame uh, your hosts on that because we talk about this a lot on this show. So make sure, folks, looking forward, and you're here, we're at the end of the year, this might be the perfect time to do some conversions uh, this, just this year for some folks. Uh, I had somebody come in this office last week that is going to be doing a hundred and ten thousand dollar conversion from an IRA account to a Roth account. Okay, we don't have time to get into the differences here between conversions, contributions, but they can move that money. There's no limit to how much they could move, but we ran a tax map for this client. Okay, it was actually a listener of the show. We ran a tax map, showed them what they were looking at, and forecasted under current tax rates if they don't do that. What's going to happen based on presumed growth with this portfolio, been making about 7.7%. We forwarded that out a few years to when they're going to have to take money out. And if tax rates don't change, it's going to jump them from the current 12% to 24%, 12% more. Tax rates stay fairly stable. They're going to avoid that. So uh, we won't go into that more, but have that plan. Taxes folks are going up. I'm going to tell you we did get news. Some of you probably followed the news in recent week or so that uh, standard deduction is increasing. So, for if you're married, uh, filing joint, that's going to twenty nine thousand two hundred dollars in twenty twenty four. If you're a single filer, it's going up to fourteen thousand six hundred. So, for a married filing joint, um, nice increase there. That is the good thing, I guess. One good thing we could say about inflation this year is it's it's raising the standard deduction, a lot of things. But I realize a lot of times it gets taken back like your Medicare premium, you get adjustment in social security, but they take it back with the part B cost. But there's a little relief there on the standard deduction side. So those of you in the land of fixed income, as you like to say, a little relief there uh, for next tax year. So the brackets, um, we cover those in our event. The big thing I want people to understand about brackets, okay, the bracket that you fall in your effective marginal rate is the bracket that the last dollar that you took from your portfolio or from income, it's the, the percentage that that last dollar was taxed at. That's your effective marginal rate. It's an important number to know or percentage to know. And we make sure everybody uh, who wants to know that number that comes in to get a tax map, we explain that to people. And we would show you, if you were a client with our firm, we would show you how your investment portfolio and your tax map would work together. I had a client meeting this morning before we did this radio show and I worked with a client on forward projections for 2023. This client is not going to have any surprises on their tax return. The year before they came to us, they had a huge surprise on their tax return. About a $50,000 tax bill they did not expect through some things that happened within a sale of something they made. They knew there were taxes owed. They didn't know it was to the degree that they were going to owe it. And had they had the information that we went over, these were his exact words. This isn't trying to make this about us. If I would have met you before we had done this, we would have done that differently. That whole transaction and how we took money out of the portfolio, we would have done it differently. Folks, most of people, your financial advisor and your CPA, they probably don't even know each other. And if they do, they probably don't talk to each other about your portfolio. That is one of the things that we at 360 Capital Management do we look at how the portfolio impacts your taxation, all right? That's all I'm going to say about that.
2: I'll just add to that, though, uh, really quick, Dwight, because a lot of times uh, we'll have people come in uh, that don't know anything about IRMA, their IRMA tax, and how that has to deal with uh, Medicare. Uh, In a five-second definition, your IRMA tax is your income. Two years later, that is going to affect your Medicare premium. And I'll just tell the story of my grandparents who are in their 80s, uh, decided that they wanted to uh, simplify their life a little bit. So they unloaded a couple rental properties that they had. Uh, two years later, they noticed that their income shot through uh, the roof. Uh, the Irma tax counted that towards their uh, towards their earned income and their Medicare Part B premium uh, quadrupled so what they were paying in medicare now multiplied by three therefore what that all means is that their social security check went down um so if you guys are unaware of that or how to uh, unload properties or how to make conversions and things like that thinking that it doesn't matter or that you're going to do it all on your own um it really does matter and uh those I, I like the illustration that Dwight used. That they were people think of them as silos: a healthcare silo, uh, insurance silo, a tax silo, and uh, a financial silo. When uh, ultimately you want them to be all working together for you, because they all do intertwine in one way or another. So yeah, just wanted to add that. Sure, Sam, if you could pull
0: up for people who are listening on our podcast and go to that slide that says "ordinary income can increase capital gains." Slide. Um, Yeah, there it is right there. So I know it's hard for those of you driving. I'll try to walk you through this because I know all you can do is hear this, but this is a big surprise. I see light bulbs going on in people's heads when I show them this at our live events because most people don't understand the relationship between capital gains and ordinary income. I don't have time to dissect this at the time I'd like to, but here's what I would tell you folks. Um, Capital gains are created through ordinary income. And I'll give you an example. Let's just say you don't even sell a, a second home that you have. Capital gains can come through regular brokerage accounts where sales are made and, and you know there's different things that can create these capital gains. But capital gains rates are either 0, 15, or 20% under current tax law. So with ordinary income, if you're married filing joint, if that's your tax status right now, what would happen if you had a, a, a capital gain Right now, of a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, that was the amount of your capital gain. You would not have any taxes owed on a hundred thousand dollar tax capital gain if make sure you hear what I'm saying if all you had was capital gains on your tax return. That pretty much rules out everybody listening to this or watching it. If you're listening to our or watching our podcast, that's that first bar that you're looking at. If you're listening to the radio. You can go back and pull this episode up. Uh, Anywhere you want to download a podcast, you can see the slide I'm pointing to. That first bar there is $100,000. You are not going to pay any capital gains tax on that. However, as soon as you add ordinary income to that capital gain, which everybody typically has some level of income on that tax return, I'm using in the second bar on this graph, there's a $30,700 amount of ordinary income. That happens to be also the standard deduction. So there's no ordinary income tax uh, paid there. However, that is pushing that $100,000 capital gain, it's pushing it up above the threshold to where now almost $11,000, $10,750 to be exact, is taxable at 15%. And then I have a third bar that has $50,000 Fifty thousand dollars of ordinary income doesn't matter where it's coming from. It could be wages, it could be a withdrawal from your IRA account, traditional IRA. That is now pushing up the hundred thousand capital gain in my example up to over thirty thousand. So now your tax would be on thirty thousand of capital gains at fifteen percent. The point, folks, is this: when you get to retirement, you're not dealing with just ordinary income taxes you are dealing with different blends of income coming into the tax return. And I'll always stand by this comment. Taxes, when you retire, your life gets simpler because you're not working, right? Hopefully you're enjoying yourself, you're playing pickleball, you're playing golf, you're traveling, you're doing what you love to do. However, what you are missing is you're missing the opportunity to understand or someone's not telling you how that tax return works. And I believe it was designed this way to make it more complicated because the IRS knows the biggest buckets of money that most of us carry into retirement is our tax deferred money. And they are coming after it through different means and different channels. They're coming at this money. They can get it through, they don't necessarily folks change the brackets. I'm not looking for the brackets to change drastically, You know, the the ranges of what we pay taxes on. They do it through the exclusions the things within the tax return where you got to dig a little bit deeper. And all we end up seeing is why did I owe this much? And we see people coming in our office all the time that go, I still don't understand why I had to pay this much this year. No one's explaining it to them. They're not going back to the account. They figure I'm going to bother him or her. They're too busy, but they don't understand it. And we can look at that tax return and we could dissect it and then help provide you strategies that you can implement Within your portfolio structure, with how you harvest money out of that portfolio, folks, this is—I know this seems like rocket science, probably to a lot of you with what I'm saying. But again, when you do it for you know three decades and you're working with people, we, we're around this stuff every day. We don't expect you to understand this, but we can explain it to you in simple ways that light bulbs go on and people go, "Why didn't somebody tell me that?" Okay, we can't answer that question, but we can. Put you on the right path, and we can guide you uh, to what that looks like. So, you know, that's about I think the time we're going to have to really stay on this. And if I if I teased some of you today, I'm not trying to do that, but I do want to encourage you. If you want to learn more about taxes and retirement, it's been our overwhelmingly biggest response this year to all the live shows that we've done. People are hungry because they're learning, and they're. I think people are just waking up, Mitchell. I think you would agree with that. People are waking up to the fact that this government can't continue to operate like it's operating, over $30 trillion in debt. Um, the interest on the debt alone uh, that we're carrying is over a trillion dollars a year. Uh, so it's, it's staggering what we keep adding to the debt. But just more than that, people are onto the fact that there's taxes that are coming. And people have worked uh, too hard to just give that money away. So don't focus on just what you're invested in, folks get with a fiduciary. We'd be honored if you'd give us a shot to look at your portfolio. So again, I'm just gonna tell you, if you've never picked up the phone, I'll let Mitchell close us out here on the show. Uh, It's been an honor to be a part of radio with you. As I said at the beginning of the show, although you won't find us on the radio moving forward, you will find us in our podcasts. You'll find us uh, through our website, live events, social medias, and other places that you'll find us. Um, We are dedicated to, first and foremost, Those of us who have entrusted their hard earnings to us as fiduciaries to advise them, that is our first and will always be our first responsibility. Uh, But then you, the listening audience, uh, continue to listen. Uh, We hope to meet you in person at one of our events or take us up on some of our free offers here to do some of the x-rays that we're doing on the portfolio. It's been an honor. Thank you for allowing me to share information with you this past year, and we'll continue to do that. Mitch, I'll let you have the final...
2: Yep, guys, it's been a pleasure. Uh, We look forward to meeting a bunch of you, uh, as we already have. Uh, If you are interested in attending any of our upcoming events, we do plenty here in Pinehurst, as well as our our next event's actually going to be at our Boone location in Boone, North Carolina at Appalachian State University. So if you guys are interested in that, that will be in two Mondays, which is uh, November 27th. Uh, We're going to have a 10 o'clock and a 1 p.m. class. So if you're interested in that, give us a call, 910-235-0812. It's
0: only a three-hour drive, right? You can come spend the weekend, stay an extra day, and come to the-
2: It's it's worth a trip to the mountains for me. I'd go to the mountains for that. So 910-235-0812. Hope to talk to you guys or see you soon. Uh, It's been a pleasure, and
1: we hope you all have a blessed week. Thanks for listening to Retire 360. You deserve to work with an experienced and licensed expert who will strategically work to protect and grow your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation with Dwight, visit retire360show.com or pick up the phone and call 910-235-0812. That's 910-235-0812.
0: Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all of our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and to make full disclosures of any conflicts of interest, if any exist. Refer to our firm brochure, the ADV2A, page 4 for additional information. Any comments regarding safe and secure products and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product
1: guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by BWA.